Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where O.P. Ben Wooding writes, Once, twice, thrice. Did you know that those are the only words of their type? There's no quadrice or anything of the sort. After thrice, there is nothing. I find it odd that our language doesn't have a word like this for every number, but even odder is that we even bothered to invent thrice at all. It's not a commonly spoken word, not outside of Witchford anyway. A broken clock is right thrice a day. A spin on a classic saying, yet one with its meaning opaque to outsiders. I invite you to learn of the saying's origin as I walk you through the events that transpired last summer in a place I can never bring myself to go back to. The clock tower stood tall in the British village of Witchford, visible from any street. Not exactly a huge feat when your village only has six streets, but it still stood proudly at the center. It was always able to see you. Lights behind the clock faces illuminated them at night, easy to mistake for the moon at a quick glance of the skyline. Their harsh white glow a reminder of the passing minutes. The hourly chimes echo this to those even without a direct line of sight. If anything about Witchford was eerie to newcomers, this clock tower was it. To me, though, it was just there to tell me when my shift ended. The local corner store I worked at had a window directly facing this tower. One day, on a Saturday, at precisely 1.07 p.m., the hands stopped moving. I didn't notice until a customer I was serving chuckled slightly. I can't believe it's been 107 for nearly an hour. Her sarcastic tone still not cluing into what exactly she meant. I didn't clock onto the joke until she showed me her watch and gestured towards the clock tower. Sure enough, it was 2 p.m., yet the tower told otherwise. Well, I guess it'll be right again tomorrow, I joked. Twice, if we're lucky. On her way out, she told me that she was going to inform Tobias. I'm sure he already knows, but there's no harm in me just making sure. Tobias was the clock keeper, his house attached to the tower. I've never been inside, so I'm not sure whether he technically lived in the tower or next door. I suppose that depends on whether the buildings connect internally. Either way, the tower was his responsibility, as it had been for the past 50 years, since his father tragically died after falling from the tower. At 5 p.m. as I finished work, I heard the familiar five chimes, seeming to confirm that the tower had been fixed. I never stopped to realize that the chimes continued to be eerily missing the rest of the day, nor did I look at the tower. In the morning the next day, as I left my house for a walk in the summer heat, I saw that the clock tower still read 107, despite hearing the three chimes the day prior. My walk always consists of walking down all six streets, stopping to say hello to anybody I pass on the way. It's only a 15-minute walk, unless the conversations delay it. On this day, though, the air felt quiet, even for a small village like Witchford. 
things felt particularly more melancholy than normal. By the end of my walk, I hadn't seen a single person. That was as I got to the final street, the one that goes right through the center of our village, right past the clock tower. I could see Rob, Witchford's lone police officer, standing at the doorway. His hat was held solemnly in his hands, a gesture that he reserves usually only for church services. By the time I had got to the clock tower, he had gone to sit in his car. I could hear other officers on his radio, confirming that they were on their way to the location. His car window had been rolled down, so I stopped to say hello. Morning. I spoke with care to remove emotion from my voice. I didn't know what had happened or how serious the situation was. If something bad had happened, I didn't want to be the oblivious idiot who walks in and asks, why the long face? He seemed to not even notice me until I had spoken. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, morning to you too. Is everything okay? Yeah. His words not matching his mannerisms. Well, things will be okay. He looked pale. I didn't know what he had seen, but it had spooked him to his core. Before I even got the chance to ask further, he answered with what he knew I was curious about. We're gonna have to announce it soon anyway, so... He stepped out of his car and stood beside me. Three bodies were just found inside the gears of the tower, twisted and mangled. I froze at the mental image in my head. It was enough to make me feel sick. I couldn't even imagine how he felt. Did they fall in? Who are they? We don't know anything yet. None of them are local residents. I didn't recognize their faces. At least, not what was left of them. We're treating it as suspicious. But until we investigate further, that's all I can say. As the day went on, more information was released. Sketches of their faces were shown, and not a single person said they knew them. Their identities were a mystery to us, yet we still felt shared mourning for their deaths. It was thought to have been a freak accident after checking various cameras and questioning local residents. Nothing suspicious was found. At 4 p.m., the clock chimed four, though the hands remained motionless. I think by now it's clear where the saying came from. I don't know who was the first to say it, but for these few days, it's all anybody would say when those chimes hit. Well, even a broken clock is right thrice a day. It wasn't exactly a joke. Although by definition, I suppose it is. Nobody ever laughed when the words were spoken. It was more like an absurd observation. The statement itself silently asked the question, but how is it possible for a broken clock to be right thrice a day? The next day, more police were in the area. I would have asked Rob what was happening, but he spent most of the day beyond where the public was now allowed to reach, tied up in the whole ordeal. This day sticks in my mind the most, because it was before any of us knew what was truly going on, but we knew enough to draw up theories. A lot of people thought that maybe they had found more evidence, 
perhaps even pointing to murder. A crowd of us were on the street of the tower, hoping for someone to inform us of anything. We fell silent at 3 p.m. as three chimes played. We went home without any new information, though our questions were partially answered in a town meeting called the next day. Rob stood in front of our small town hall, with officers either side of him. Seeing more than a single police officer in our tiny village still felt surreal. As you all know, two days ago, three bodies were found in Witchford Clock Tower. As of now, the identities of these people are still unknown. After a few seconds of silence, Rob continued. Yesterday, many of you noticed higher police activity. It's always best to lay theories to rest before they get out of hand. I can confirm that three more bodies were found in the same positions as the previous three. So far, their identities are also unknown. We locked the tower and surrounding buildings down with police tape and 24-hour police surveillance. Muttering filled the air, but quickly stopped as Rob opened his mouth to speak again. This time... It seemed to take a while for him to get any words out. As of 90 minutes ago, three more bodies were discovered. This brings the death count to nine. And that was an upvoted No Sleep Story by O.P. Ben Wooding. And the story isn't over either. Come back tomorrow to hear the rest. Sweet dreams.